Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Many, many years ago, my world was cracked open when a relative stranger asked me a question I couldn't answer. Do you love Jesus? I was 18 years old and had absolutely no answer because I had never given the question any thought. I was a freshman at Ohio Wesleyan University, simply trying to find my way. It was a confusing time in my life in many ways. I was struggling with issues of identity and sexuality, always wanting to do what was right, but confused as a young adult because of the disconnect I felt most of the time. What saved me then, as is often the case, was music. And strangely enough, the woman who asked me that most unlikely question about Jesus. Here's what happened. Early on that first semester, I discovered that on Sunday afternoons, at 4 p.m., a small singing group called the Gospeliers rehearsed in the basement of my dormitory. Every week, I would very quietly sneak into the stairwell and sit at the bottom of the first landing, unseen, and listen to the beautiful songs. I loved everything about this music. It was so different from anything I had ever sung in my years in school and in church choirs. It helped me feel grounded and peaceful and happy during an otherwise lonely time in my life. I came back week after week, always a little afraid that someone would catch me. Well, eventually they did. Two of the women happened to be coming around the corner into the stairwell at the same time that I was trying to leave one afternoon. They asked what I was doing there, and when I explained I had been coming down for weeks to listen, they laughed and invited me on the spot to join them. The next Sunday, I showed up with a little bit of trepidation, but I was welcomed into the group, no questions asked, except for these. One, are you a soprano or an alto? And two, do you love Jesus? <laughs> the first question was easy. The second one, not so much. But somehow my inability to say anything in response to that second question didn't seem to matter, and I was simply welcomed home. For the next four years, I felt I belonged and I was loved by this group of wonderful singers it was an amazing part of my college experience and one that I have thought about often because of how I was welcomed and integrated into the group. <laughs> Even though with all the obvious differences that easily could have kept them from making a place for me to belong. And somehow during those four years, I began to find my way as a follower of Jesus. I don't think I would say I fell in love with Jesus the way that they might have said it, but for me, it was a time in my life 
through the gift of gospel music, when something in me started to heal the broken pieces and places and much of the pain that had come to me basically by being rejected and hurt, in part by the church. What was equally amazing was how these group, this group of singers taught me how to pray and, well, I guess you could say, how to learn to love God back. You see, everyone had always told me in church that God loved me, but no one had ever taught me about loving God back. Being a gospelier invited me into a way of learning how to do both, how to pray and how to love God back. When they prayed, they just started talking as if Jesus was sitting right there with us. I had never seen or heard anything like it. Maybe not unlike the way we just heard Bartimaeus did in the gospel lesson from Mark this morning. They, like Bartimaeus, just asked Jesus for stuff. My friends, Sojourner and Lovejoy were bold and brave when they prayed. They talked about their families and their boyfriends and asked for help that they needed in school and went on and on and on. I had never heard anyone pray like that before. They prayed as if they were talking to their best friend, holding nothing back. They asked for things. They got mad. They said thank you all the time. And they just carried on conversations freely and in great detail. And also, just like Bartimaeus, I suspect it was their faith that freed them inside to be so generous of spirit and full of hope all the time. And they prayed all the time. And we're not talking short little colics like we know. They prayed. <laughs> I remember asking them about it once. I explained that I didn't know how to pray, and they were so wonderful to me. They told me to close my eyes, to think about the most important things in my life, and then just talk about them, knowing that Jesus would hear. And when I said I felt silly doing that and self-conscious, they just smiled and told me, go ahead, just keep singing, that will help. <laughs> they said once I learned that my singing was also praying, speaking the words wouldn't be so hard, and they were absolutely right. I mark that time as the beginning of what I now know is a lifelong process of learning and experiencing what it means to be in love with Jesus. What started then has continued on for me through my vocation, my family, my music, my ways of serving in various communities, and now is grounded deeply here in my life at Trinity. What I experienced as a shy and confused 18-year-old young white woman being welcomed into an all-black effusive group of gospel singing Jesus lovers was a kind of radical welcome I had never felt before. Until now. Now, now that Kim and I have found our way to Trinity, now that we are found our way home to this spiritual community. You see, I grew up going to church, but I had never sung or talked or prayed to Jesus the way they invited me to when I was a gospelier, and it changed me for good and forever. They taught me just about everything I needed to know about being on a faith journey, how to sing, 
how to pray, how to love, how to give, and how to be loved. I remember how they talked about money and the church. There was no shame and no hesitation whatsoever. They understood the phrase cheerful givers. Each month when we sang at a different local church, they seemed eager and wanted to be able to give their financial support. They gave because that's what they felt they were offering as their love for Jesus. That's the time in my life that I started to see what it means to embrace a posture of abundance and radical generosity. It was so natural to them, what we would call normative, not something that they really had to try hard about or to be taught. They just embraced a natural expression of being in love with Jesus. It is hard to explain, but it's worth trying on a day like today. This is the first Sunday of our annual pledge drive. Over the next three weeks and four Sundays, we will be intentional to try to answer in many different ways the question, do you love Jesus? Our theme this year is radical transformation. For me, this underscores a kind of love that meets us where we are and then takes us to somewhere new. Over the past four years during my time here at Trinity, I have seen and felt radical transformation through what I would describe as a gospelier type of welcome. We are focused on making a place for everyone to belong rather than be worried about what each of us believes. We are committed to our 10-year vision, believing we are called to make a difference here in Toledo and now in the world. And we are passionate about justice and kindness and generosity and service and connection, leveraging all we have to break down all the barriers of injustice that keep us divided. In a minute, you will hear from our Pledge Drive co-chairs, Karen Kewen and Bob Meeker. These are two bright lights in our community who live in such a way that their love for Jesus shines through in everything they do and say. So as we begin this year's Pledge Drive, my prayer is that all of us will take time to think about how Trinity makes a difference in our lives. And how might our commitment to supporting the ministry of the year ahead one way for us to learn to love God back? For me, our family's pledge represents hope and healing and love. It's about supporting a place and a community that helps us learn how to talk to Jesus. It's about supporting a place and a community that teaches us to sing our prayers it's about supporting a place and a community that inspires us to be more like Bartimaeus and ask for what we need. It's about supporting a place and a community that encourages us to celebrate all who we want to be. And it's about supporting a place and a community that models how we can grow in generosity and gratitude. And who knows, maybe through all of this, we too might just fall in love with Jesus one more time. May it be so.